I'm Derek Walker of the Oxford Bible Church, and I'm finishing today the series on the imminent invasion of Israel that's in Ezekiel 38 that describes there will be this huge invasion from Russia, Iran, Turkey, and many other nations on the mountains of Israel, which is the West Bank, in order to set up the Palestinian state there, but also Russia, that's going to solve their economic issues because they're going to now gain control of the Middle East through this action, and uh, Russia will, will, will then uh, have, a, have a big benefit from that but it will be, have a respectability because of this international coalition that will be with Russia, and of course the Islamic nations will achieve their aim of weakening Israel. And what we saw is that in Ezekiel 38.13, there are some nations that protest against this invasion. In particular, it says the merchants of Tarshish. Uh, this indicates that Tarshish is a trading nation. She's known for her trading and all her young lions. So this was, if you like, a colonial nation, a nation that had an empire, and that out of it came a number of young lions. And they are still allied to each other, Tarshish and her young lions. And they object to the invasion, and they point out to Russia that they're doing it for economic reasons, for selfish reasons. And I believe that God mentions Tarshish here. He's not one to waste words. And God is actually saying that Tarshish plays an important role. He's honoring them for their stand for Israel. And I believe it's encouraging for us that although Tarshish, and I'm, going to, I'm proving that Tarshish is the United Kingdom, um, and her young lions are the nations that come out of the United Kingdom, such as America, such as Australia, such as the Commonwealth nations, that... God's going to do something with these Tarshish nations in the end times. And they are going to be key nations for the preaching of the gospel and key nations to support Israel. And so God gives them a mention here to, as it were, to honor them because they, they stand for Israel here. And uh, that shows us something about the alignment of the nations. Um, they don't take action because God actually steps in as we've seen, and says, this is mine, I'll deal with these armies, and God himself destroys these armies. So why even mention Tarshish? I believe, again, it's indicating that Tarshish, God's going to raise up Tarshish in the end times. God has a purpose for Tarshish, and God has a purpose for Great Britain. We've seen it in her past, the way God has used Great Britain to preach the gospel to the nations and to help establish the nation of Israel. Tarshish has fallen from grace, it's true. But I take hope from this that God right now is raising up Tarshish again to fulfill her call and destiny because God's calling and gifts are without repentance. And so God's hand is coming back on this nation now and Brexit is connected with that. Proving that Tarshish is the United Kingdom, we saw before that Jonah went far away as possible to the west from the presence of God in Israel to get away from God he went to Tarshish on a ship to Tarshish so it's the furthest possible most inaccessible place known to the west in the ancient world and that, that was Britain some people believe it's Spain but I want to point to the evidence that actually Tarshish is Britain. One of those evidences is Ezekiel 27 verse 12 and it's talking about 
that Tyre, the king of Tyre, and he talks to the Tyre with the that's the Phoenicians, and they were the top shipping people of those times, and they had boats, special ships of Tarshish that would go to Tarshish and get the special metals that Tarshish had. And it says here that Tarshish was your merchant because of your many luxury goods. They gave you silver, iron, tin, and lead for your many for your goods. And Britain was the British Isles were known as the Tin Isles. They were the primary source of tin. And tin was essential to mix with copper to make bronze. And in the Bronze Age, which was it was the Bronze Age at that time, tin was a, a key resource. And that's why the ships would go all the way to Tarshish to get this tin. And we know that the Tin Isles, especially Cornwall, and in Wales too, were major sources of tin. In fact, coal mining, uh, sorry, tin mining has carried on until fairly recently actually for 3,000 years. Um, even in the 19th century there were 400 mines, tin mines in Cornwall. And, uh, and so this definitely points to Tarshish being the British Isles. Yes, the silver, the other ones could be found in Spain and other places, but definitely the tin was something that was from Britain. And so the, the, the Greeks referred to Britain as the Tin Isles, the place where tin comes from. And um, it's described as being near the west coast of Europe. And when Herodotus talks about the Tin Isles, he talks about how they are at the ends of the earth and how they were reached through the Straits of Gibraltar. And so I think uh, there is good evidence, even from that, that Tarshish is the British Isles. And it's interesting that there are special prophecies concerning Tarshish. And it's interesting that God has used Britain and her young lions in these last days, in connection with Israel and in connection with the world wars. We want to talk about that. So here we have Tarshish and her young lions. And I believe this is talking about Britain, America and what the Allied Nations, as they were called in the world war. Well, Tarshish is, was called a major trading nation. It was referenced to the merchants of Tarshish. It was a maritime nation, the ships of Tarshish. And again, Tarshish is on Israel's side in this war. Other prophecies show that Tarshish is a blessed nation in the millennium. And that encourages us to believe that Tarshish will bless Israel and therefore uh, stand for Israel in the last days. And we've got a very mixed record concerning Israel, but I believe that great things are ahead as we pray for our nation. God's going to raise up Tarshish again to be a blessing to Israel, and as a result, we'll be blessed in the nations. Tarshish is, therefore, in Ezekiel 38, they protest this invasion. So, in a sense, you could say Tarshish is a restraining force to the forces of evil that try to destroy Israel. And so spiritually, Tarshish is on the side of Israel. Maybe Tarshish is praying for Israel, because God does everything through prayer. So maybe this divine intervention of Ezekiel 38 has got a lot to do with the prayers that are coming from the Tarshish nations. Now, what is, some say it's Spain. Let's consider the claims of Britain and Spain to be Tarshish. Both Britain and Spain have got a lot of young lions, colonies, but the 
Britain was the most successful of these colonial empires. Her symbol is a lion. And so no other empire had more young lions than Britain. Uh, yes, Spain colonized South America, but Britain colonized the USA, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, many more places. And it's really covered by all the Commonwealth nations, uh, including in, uh, you know, India and Nigeria and so on. And generally, generally speaking, the young lions of Tarshish have been pro-Israel and have been used by God to bless Israel, especially America. If Tarshish is Britain, then it fits the end-time prophecies perfectly because it's precisely the Tarshish nations with a special relationship between Britain and the USA at the core that were used by God to restrain evil. Uh, that evil that came from continental Europe in both world wars. And it was designed by Satan to, to destroy the Jewish people and Israel. But God used the Tarshish nations, the allied powers, to help restrain that evil and to establish the state of Israel. So God used Tarshish already in two major ways, three major ways, the two world wars and the establishment of Israel. God used the Tarshish nations to achieve that. And so we have blessed Israel in times past. And uh, it was Britain originally, and then it was the USA, the, the main young lion of Tarshish. And so although we haven't been perfect, we have been the strongest allies of Israel. And so that fits the prophecy that the Tarshish nations are standing for Israel in this invasion. Now, on the other hand, Spain is not at all powerful in the international world. She's militarily weak. Economically, she's just part of the EU now. And so it doesn't fit that she would be specifically named in this prophecy. It, she would be irrelevant, if you like, even if she did object to, it, to this invasion. And her young lions, the South American countries, they're, they're relatively weak and developing. And so Spain just doesn't fit the description of Tarshish in the end times. They haven't played a major role of blessing Israel and making a, a stand against Russia doesn't fit the situation at the moment and they wouldn't have a, the military power to make a difference anyway. So they, it, they wouldn't be worth a special mention. So again, the end time prophecies fit Tarshish as the UK rather than Spain. And also end time Tarshish has connections with Sheba and Dedan. They're aligned together. And that's true about Britain and America and Saudi Arabia, but not specifically anything true about Spain and South America. And so we, we see this, that uh, we'd expect Tarshish, again, to be a great shipping and trading nation in the last days. That's true about United Kingdom and especially more true about USA, but not true about Spain. Yes, Spain used to be a major maritime power, but now that isn't the case anymore. Since the Spanish Armada was defeated, it was the British Navy that ruled the seas. And it was our Navy, the ships of Tarshish, if you like, that enabled us to have one of the biggest empires the world has seen. And it was built through trading. And it was known for it. And so we see that in every respect, the Tarshish of the end times corresponds to Britain and America. Um, and now today, America's got the most powerful navy in the world.
So we can conclude with some confidence that Britain, which is the Tin Islands of the ancient times, is Tarshish. And with her young lions, she is called to play a major role in the end times. And uh, we want to, to see what that means for us. Um, let's look at some of the prophecies about Tarshish. It says in Isaiah 69, Surely the islands shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish first, to bring your sons from afar, their silver and gold with them, to the name of the Lord your God, to the Holy One of Israel, because he's glorified you. And basically what he's saying is, this is in the Messianic kingdom, when Israel is the chief nation on the earth, it says that um, when Israel's regathered, it says that the ships of Tarshish will be first. God will use the ships of Tarshish to actually be involved in bringing your sons from afar. And, and so this speaks of Tarshish being playing a major role in the regathering of Israel in the last days. They'll be the first to bring Israel back to the land. Now, the regathering of Israel is in two stages. There's the initial regathering that's already happened in the last century, and then the final, and that led to the rebirth of Israel in 1948, and then the second stage is the final regathering at the second coming of Christ. And this prophecy will only be completely fulfilled at the second coming of Christ, when, you know, um, they will be completely gathered. But there's an initial fulfillment even before then, you say. You often get that with the regathering prophecies. There's the initial fulfillment and then the complete fulfillment at the second coming of Christ. And here it's true that God used Britain to be the first nation to help bring about the birth of Israel. It's preachers like Spurgeon and Wesley and J.C. Ryle talked about the regathering of Israel, that that has to happen. And then the government at the time in World War I, the War Cabinet, they, you know, they knew the Bible concerning Israel, and so it was the British Isles that championed the cause of Zionism and supported Zionism and gave Zionism that hope. And when they made a Balfour Declaration in 1917, about, 50, uh, about 100 years ago, um, that actually was the foundational document for the rebirth of Israel as a nation where the British Empire said we give our support to the establishment of, the, of a st Jewish state in Palestine. And so this was Britain that, who was a superpower at that time, who was enabling and supporting the, that, that Jewish vision to have their own power there. And then in World War I, you see, as this was happening, the Ottoman Empire was falling apart. And a month later, the British captured Jerusalem in December 1917. So as soon as they promised to, to help bring forth a Jewish state, God handed Jerusalem into the hands of the British. And we actually then played a role in bringing up about the, the Jewish state. And so one prophecy has been fulfilled, and where Tarshish is the UK. Another prophecy is in Psalm 72. It says, the kings of Tarshish and of the isles will bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba offer gifts. Yes, all kings will bow down before him. All nations will serve him. In the future messianic age, the millennium, Jesus will be the king of kings. But here Tarshish is singled out as a blessed nation who will honor the king 
with gifts, a nation in good standing. And you see, when Jesus returns, he judges the sh and separates the sheep from the goats, but also he judges the national entities, like Tarshish. And according to how they have treated the Jewish people, um, they will be judged accordingly, and that will determine whether they even exist in the millennium or not, and it will determine their status. So the fact that Tarshish is a blessed nation in the millennium gives us strong encouragement that God is going to revive and raise up the United Kingdom again to fulfill its call and destiny to preach the gospel and to bless Israel. And the fact that Tarshish is, you know, is, is Britain and, and not Spain is significant because it talks about Britain having a special role independent from the EU. You see, it doesn't talk about the EU being Tarshish, it's, it's Britain. And so this actually helps us to understand recent events. Tarshish in the past, as I said, has been used in the two world wars and her nation, young lions. And God has used Britain, but we cannot fulfill Ezekiel 38 while we are under the sovereignty of the EU. Because, again, we couldn't fulfill our role as Tarshish while we were just part of this, this superstate. And that's why Brexit is very crucial in this. Well, as I said, God used Tarshish, God used Britain uh, to help Israel. But Britain fell back spiritually. And we are, God is fixing, though, to revive Britain. To understand how it happened... The world entered the end times, I believe, with World War I. Um, and that was a, the start of a process that led to Israel's rebirth in the land. Uh, we talked about the Balfour Declaration. And then we talked about, and then World War II brought about the Holocaust. And that actually helped to bring forth, um, it helped provide the international support for the nation of Israel. Um, Tarshish played key role in that. God used Britain as well to spread the gospel and then to restrain the evil in the two world wars. But Tarshish has yet another role to play according to the Ezekiel prophecy. God has not finished with Tarshish. You see, what happened is that we forsook Israel. When uh, we were given the mandate to help bring forth Israel as a nation, but after the World War, we began actually to work against Israel. We stopped and we limited the immigration to Israel. Even after the Holocaust, we actually stopped the Holocaust survivors returning to Israel. It was a shameful episode in our history. We actually worked against because we wanted to appease the Arabs. And so we actually brought judgment on ourselves because those who curse Israel will be cursed. And as a result of our forsaking Israel, we, became, we came under judgment. And almost immediately, we lost our empire. Now, maybe it was time to lose it anyway, but we lost it supernaturally quickly. The whole British Empire fell apart almost overnight. That was part of the judgment on Britain. For, and even when it the vote came up at the UN to, to support Israel's existence as a nation, we abstained because we were compromised. 
almost the first act we did when we had the mandate is actually hand 77% of Palestine over to the, to the Arabs. We divided the land right there and we gave Transjordan, which is now the nation of Jordan, to the Arab. There is already really a Palestinian state there already that takes 77% of the land. The remaining 23% of the land you might think would be for Israel, but no. That wasn't the British intention at all. In fact, they come to the point where they said, oh, it's impossible to have a Jewish state, we won't support that, even though that was the mandate to do it. Well, at that time the Jews rose up and they, they had to fight for their state in 1948, but it wasn't really with the help of Tarshish. And so that's why Britain come under a judgment. We didn't just lose our empire, but we also lost our sovereignty. And the Bible says in Leviticus 26, certainly about Israel, that if they sin and stubbornly sin, they will come under greater and greater discipline. And one of the disciplines is they come under the power of a foreign nation. That's exactly what happened to us because of our economic weakness, but really it's the, it was divine discipline that we joined the EU. We came under the sovereignty and the control of foreign powers. And that was a judgment of God on us because we had forsaken Israel. And that's why Brexit is very significant. Because Brexit is saying God has actually forgiven us now. And because of the prayers of his people, God is delivering us from the EU, from the principality of Europe that has has, has fed humanism, secular humanism, into us when we are really meant to be a Christian nation with a call of God to preach the gospel to the nations and to, to support Israel. We've lost our way as a nation. And, but yet God hasn't finished with us. And I believe Brexit is, is a sign that actually God is raising Tarshish up again because he still has a purpose for us to be a base for revival, for the gospel, but also to support Israel. While we are wedded, yoked to the EU, the EU is very anti-Israel. And while we are yoked to the EU, we, all we can do is restrain that a little bit. But, and we are infected with that. But apart from the EU, we can stand on our own with the other Tarshish nations. And that's what we should pray for, greater unity with the other Tarshish nations and the Commonwealth and take our place as Christian nations and also to support Israel. Being free from the yoke of the EU means we can reclaim our national identity and fulfill our call and destiny as, as Tarshish. And I'm encouraged by the Ezekiel 38 verse that actually Tarshish is there on the right side of the issue and God even mentions Tarshish, presumably because Tarshish is making a difference, even if it's just through her prayers and her proclamations. And so this is a good sign to me that Tarshish will be a blessed nation in the end times. She will, God will use her to bless Israel as he's used her in the past. We have been under discipline. We have been in a bad place spiritually, but God is raising us up again. He's giving us our sovereignty back so that we can, you know, reclaim our call and our destiny. We must pray for our nation. We must believe. Let these scriptures about Tarshish give us hope that God has not finished with Tarshish and with the young lions. 
we are again going to be a restraining force against evil in the last days and against Gog and also be a source of the gospel going to the world. We can reclaim our greatness, our spiritual greatness as in the times past because the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. And so to be Tarshish requires a clean Brexit and that's what one thing we should be praying for, that that process comes through properly, that we align and we rediscover our Christian roots, our Christian heritage, um, and that we should pray that our nation becomes more and more aligned with America in being supportive. And there are some good signs that that is indeed happening. Um, praise God. And so it's interesting, uh, just finished by mentioning verse 17 in Ezekiel 38, where God says to Gog, Are you he of whom I have spoken in the former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel, who prophesied for years in those days that I would bring you against them? This is talking about, he's saying, are you the Antichrist, the one that all the prophets talk about that will actually succeed to, for a time against Israel? And that means that Gog is a possible Antichrist, just as Hitler was. But in fact, the answer is no, as we read on, Gog is defeated by God. Why? It's because there's a restrainer. It says Antichrist cannot be manifested while the restrainer is present. The restrainer is the Holy Spirit through the church, but also politically, militarily, it's through the Tarshish nations. The, the restraint on evil in World War One and Two has been through the Tarshish nations. And so this is a, a, a thing that the restrainer is still present and stopping Gog. Gog was a potential antichrist, but because the restrainer was in place, and Tarshish was part of that, he couldn't achieve his purposes. And so the answer is no, you are not the antichrist, you will not succeed. Later, the antichrist will actually invade the mountains of Israel at mid-tribulation and take them. And, but Gog is not that one. Gog will fail in his attempt because God will judge him. Um, but the Antichrist will succeed and then he'll try and finish the job at the Battle of Armageddon and totally destroy Israel. And that's when Jesus will return and fix the Antichrist once and for all. Well, I hope this helps you understand the days that we're living in and help guide your prayers. You may already have my book called The Imminent Invasion of Israel, but this is the revised, expanded edition. It's practically like a new book. It's been rewritten with lots more information in, new revelation in, brings you up to speed with the present political situation. And so this book is all about what is going to happen anytime soon, that invasion of Ezekiel 38. So I've just rewritten it. I've expanded it. It's much bigger than the previous one. So please, even if you've got the old one, it's really out of date now. You need to get this one. The invasion of Israel. It's going to happen anytime soon. Make sure you're ready. You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel. You're most welcome to join us at our church services, which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, OX3 7QH. You can order CDs, DVDs, books and other great products from our online shop at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.